0: So without further ado, let's get to it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining
1: Hindsight Hacking. We have a very special guest today—the one, the only, Miss Erin Halper. Hopefully, I said that right because I might butcher a name or two, so I apologize in advance. But Erin, she is the CEO of the Upside, and uh, you know she likes to help hmm. professionals launch, build, and scale thriving consult. Tennessee businesses. She's launched The Upside in 2017, has advised thousands of professionals, and boy, do we have a treat for you as we get into it. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me. I cannot wait to nerd out on this stuff with you.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so excited, Aaron. But yeah,
2: Ron's I, like rubbing his hands together I know, people. I know. he's like well, literally like, how could I how could I get some of this?
0: What's crazy is we normally do our show live. So for us to go back to recording, we're actually not sure how to act. So it's kind of a funny little thing because usually we're live. But anywho, I can't wait to get into it. So before we get into it, Aaron, why don't you let the audience know a little bit more about you?
2: Oh goodness. okay, well, Started in 1979 when I was a wee child. No, I'm just kidding. No, my, my background, my career, let's just face it, that's all anyone cares about here is business, working, career, entrepreneurship. It all started back in, I would say around 2008, 2009, I decided to go out on my own as a consultant just because I wanted to, because I had just gotten married and I wanted to travel the world and work from a laptop. And by the way, back in those old days, people didn't do that sort of thing. I didn't know other people who were doing that, but I knew that I could, and I kind of didn't know any better. So I just did it. A year later, I was pregnant with my first son and all of a sudden I was thrust into this world where I actually needed that flexibility. So I went out on my own as a consultant cause I wanted it in a sort of frivolous kind of way. And a year later I really needed it because we found out while I was pregnant that there was a problem with the baby. And I will, it's okay, you don't have to make a sad face, Ron, because he is awesome, he's nine years old and he is like, you know—you would never know anything was ever wrong with him in the beginning. He's perfectly all doctored up now, but there was like a good two three years where it was constant doctor's appointments constant um, surgeries and the whole time i was able to work from a laptop i was able to scale up and down my hours as i needed to to take care of him and to be there also i had a marriage to take care of you know i still was married um you know that relationship needed to keep thriving And it wasn't lost on me as I was sitting in the hospital, he's covered in tubes, you know, monitors, beeping. As I'm sitting there in the hospital, it was not lost on me that if I had not started consulting, I would not be able to work, period. I would have had to give up the work that truthfully I really loved. I worked in private equity, real estate, private equity, hedge funds, fund of funds. I loved that world. I did not want to give it up. I worked really hard to get to where I was. And that's where the seed was really planted. Fast forward seven years, I continued consulting in that space. I had the best clients, loved my clients, loved my work. And eventually I got to a point where people kept coming to me and saying, tell me how you did it because I'm so done with this. I'm juggling everything. I've got kids. I'm commuting. I, I can't sustain this anymore. I never see my family. I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't want to give it all up. I don't want to give it all up. And so I started advising people casually. Eventually that led to the upside. I launched the upside to scale all of my knowledge that you know, we talked about this before, Ron, things that came easily to me that I didn't think, I thought everyone knows how to do this stuff. Apparently not. So, so something that came easily to me, I was able to scale for other people, teach other people, and bring all these people together because they had so much in common. And there were so many referral opportunities and friendship opportunities and network opportunities. And that is how The Upside was born.
1: Ah, so good. And so amazing that you, you you know, again, I'm going to talk about coincidences. We were talking about this earlier, right? Like you, you made the leap because you needed to be in that position when your, your son was born, right? Like you, you made that leap. And so you could be in the right position for those couple of challenging years. So it's amazing to hear that no one would know because of everything being all doctored up. Uh, but, but yeah, walk us through the, the couple of years while you were balancing the, the nightmare that it, it must have been uh, with being at the hospital more than it sounds like the average person. Uh, and it, it's, that was still a relatively new business, right?
2: Uh, yeah, I'd only been consulting for a year when I found out that news. Um, luckily I'd made myself pretty indispensable for my clients and they were, you know, they were super supportive and, um, they had kids also, and they were like, yeah, like, you know, we'll keep you on and however many hours you can give us is great. We'll take what we can get. And, um, we all made it work. I was still making a solid six figures working out of a hospital room whenever I had time. I I didn't, um, I really didn't skip a beat and I wasn't stressed. That's the key. I wasn't stressed about work. Whatever I could do, I did. Whatever I could put in, I put in, but I, I wasn't stressed about it and nor should I have been. You know why? Because I was stressed about my son surviving. I was stressed about his health. He, um, you know, for anyone who's curious, he was born with a heart defect that required multiple surgeries. And I'll tell you what, as I'm in the hospital and I'm, feeling all sorry for myself, feeling sorry for my son, feeling sorry for my husband, just throwing myself a big pity party. I looked around that hospital wing and it gave me a lot of perspective. Number one, there were parents in there that didn't have the type of jobs, the type of corporate office jobs that could be consultancies. These were people, some of them were working at restaurants or at Starbucks, that was their job. Number two, My son had the chance and he did of walking out of that hospital perfectly normal. I have a perfectly normal, healthy child. Now I looked around and I said, I saw some very unfortunate situations, unfortunate genetic problems that come along with heart problems that I never knew about. Um, It's not an isolated thing. A lot of times those problems are connected to other genetic defects and Some of those kids were not walking out and some of them were not walking out normal. There was a three week old baby waiting for a heart transplant. And I said, okay, no more pity party for us. Like we're going to walk out of here with a healthy child. This is going to be like a two, three year blip. And then we're going to move on with our lives. And that's exactly what we did. And I never looked back.
0: Oh my gosh. So going again, going on the coincidence train. So my brother, before he was three had 30 surgeries so I I feel you I understand and I think it's amazing that two things one God higher power whoever anybody believes puts you in the situations way before you're ready to do it so you made some decisions that got you ready for that time to be able to really focus and worry about what you needed to worry about and the money took care of itself, right? Because you had set that up prior to that. So that's amazing. But I want to talk, not only the value pricing, but the gratitude that you started that like was like, Hey, I need to look at this differently. And the mindset shift on that, because I think that is important, not only in personal stuff, but business, like be, you know, have some gratitude. And if you start looking at things differently, it's amazing how your world changes.
2: Well, I love that, and I've been practicing gratitude before it was cool to do so. I was doing that since I was a child, since I was a young child. Um, I grew up one of the only Jewish kids in an all-Christian uh, Southern environment, and my friends all went to church and they prayed. And you know, when we went to synagogue, we didn't know what we were even saying. Everything was in Hebrew and I was like, what is the point of this? I don't even understand what we're saying here. Like we're praying for, like, I don't even know what I'm praying for or what I'm even saying. And my friends who were Christian taught me a lot about prayer, which translated in my like nine, 10 year old head as gratitude, you know, know, God, thank you for this meal. God, thank you for this. And I just kind of started applying that very like randomly organically just every day thinking about it i also had trouble sleeping as a kid i would get a lot of anxiety that would build up at night and it would make it really hard for me to fall asleep so i would lie there in bed and just list in my head all the things i was grateful for and it just helped calm my mind but it's funny when you do that every day for decades it's almost impossible to feel sorry for yourself. It's it's hard not to see the light in every, shine through every crack. And although I certainly would never want that situation repeated, it's why I stopped at two kids, to be honest. My second one came healthy and I said, that's it. Thank you, God. I've got two healthy kids. There is no way I'm rolling the dice ever again. Um, I'm good, but it, it truly gave me perspective um, on, on, on everything, on everything. And it made me a better mother. And I'm not saying, oh, thank you for giving me a, uh, you know, a child that needed two surgeries because it made me a better mother. But at the end of the day, it made me a much better parent than I would have been otherwise.
1: Yeah. I think for many of us, you know, and, and yeah, I'm at this point in my life where I've always been a positive person, happy and, and, uh, and everything, but I, I truly feel I took things for granted, right? Like I have an amazing wife and two amazing kids, but I was not letting them know how much I appreciated them for, for way too long. And, and so I love that, you know, that's just been a thing that you've been doing forever way before it was cool. I love that. And so you're an an inspiration to, to, to me, uh, because like, that's something I'm pushing myself to, to do is to appreciate these little things and and you know Ron and I in our business like we talk a lot we're grateful grateful for these clients we're grateful to be too busy we're grateful for all these things uh, even though it it's we're stressed out or something but it, when we talk about it in terms of, of the gratitude aspect it comes back to oh man like we are lucky we are in a lucky position and so uh but I wanted to talk about Be the Upside. I want to talk about the, the membership kind of thing or the programs. Um, you know, you've, you've got the it, where it says network, collaborate, accelerate. Like, you know, just three easy things to, to remember. But um, yeah, like talk that, about that a little bit more because, uh, you know, anybody, you're talking about the two, first two things. It's about other people. The first two things are, are about building relationships. And, and uh, you know, I absolutely love that.
2: Thanks. Well I, I believe one connection can change your entire life. I believe in the ROI that comes out of connections. You know, I, I I'm meeting the two of you. Maybe I meet someone one day that has a cool uh, Batman copy um, and a, a, a special edition and I'm going to think of Ron. I'm going to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to email Ron because I remember this is something he really liked and, and we just met this one time on this podcast, but then it leads to him maybe purchasing that thing and then maybe that brings him so much joy and whatever it is, one connection can change so many things about your life, about your business even your personal, even just one little nugget, one little nugget, one sentence, one quote that inspires you. There's ROI behind all of that. And first I started the community. It's a paid membership community. I started it because I wanted to consolidate all of the advice I was giving people. And I wanted to just connect them to each other because I was like, wait a minute, you both work in the same industry. You two need to know each other. And I started connecting people. And I was like, I've got to scale the way I connect people because I can't keep doing these one-off connections. And it has turned into, as of today, 150 plus members who are all consultants or advisors or growing boutique firms and agencies, connecting, collaborating, lifting each other up, cheering each other on, advancing one another forward. And of course, I am there as simply as the orchestra conductor, simply as the person that makes the music and the harmony and the magic all work. But it's not about me, the celebrity guru. You see a lot of people doing that and there's nothing wrong with it. I did not want to build a business around Aaron Halper celebrity. I wanted to build a business that everything I do Even coming on this podcast today, everything I do is to benefit the members. That's that's the goal.
0: Oh my gosh. Like this is this is crazy. So like Corey and I's like core belief is to help people level up in their business by connecting people that are just right above you. And then you help each other move up, right? Instead of like soul
2: brother and sister.
0: Yeah. Well, instead of reaching for people way up here to try to, you know, do something with them, just There's a ton of people like right around your level that you can help, not only can help you, but you can help them and you guys can start leveling up together. And then you both win while you're making whatever progress in your business that you're trying to make. But more importantly, you're helping them create an impact for their people or their tribe. And you're getting an impact for your tribe as well. So I I love those. I, I love your whole outlook on what you're doing. So huge fan already. Huge fan.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate that.
0: You're welcome. Okay. So we kind of started geeking out earlier about the value pricing and you mentioned it a little bit. It was a paid thing. So I don't want to use the word unapologetic, but it keeps popping in my mind. So there is a cost to do business with you. And it's an unapologetic thing because sometimes, hey, here's the value. This is what it is. I know I'm gonna offer everything that I can offer you, but there's a value attached to it. Let's talk about that a little bit, right? So what's your philosophy around value and offers?
2: Well, I think it really has to start with knowing your worth, mm-hmm. knowing your value. People come out of the corporate world and those are the people that I work with. These are people who worked at companies you know, in an office. You're coming out of a corporate world, typically you're coming out of the machine raggedy. You know, that machine cranks you out nice and raggedy. It does not lift you up in ways that shows you your value. If anything, the corporate machine cranks you out as someone who feels grateful for any opportunity, who understands there's there's a line of people out the door waiting for your job. You're not that special. You don't deserve the promotion. Maybe next time um, there's a pay gap. Who knows what it is for you? Am I making enough? Is my colleague making more than me? I mean, I could go on and on. All of these little, I call them micro abuses, you know, they crank you out feeling not so valuable. And so part of my job and part of my Mission is to teach all these people what their value actually is. And I try to help them connect what they do for a living with ROI, return on investment. That is the whole point. No, a company is hiring you as a consultant or advisor or an agency or a firm. They are hiring you to solve a problem that they can't do in house. There's a reason they're bringing you in. What's the value of that? What's the value of how you're going to help them grow or find or save money or getting access to your relationships that they need or solving a big headache that's preventing them from moving forward some way or another? What's the value to that? Once you connect the end ROI to what you're actually doing, which corporate doesn't like you to do, but in the consulting space, clients want you to connect your value to a dollar amount. That's the magic of value pricing is understanding what end result the company's trying to get to from a dollar amount and how you're going to help get them there. Then you price about 10% of whatever that is. (laughs)
1: Nice. (laughs) You know, uh, on a side note, I love how you're thinking of ROI and pretty much everything, right? And you know whether it's the one sentence, the one quote, right? Like you can get value in any way you look for it if you just pay attention, if you just think about it, and take a second to stop, reflect, and figure out where where is the ROI coming from? Because if we if we don't if we don't actually have an, an ROI with with what we do, then what's the point, right? Like why why come to Podmax? And meet new people if there's not an ROI that we can't figure out, right? And, and why, why have, why do a Facebook Live, uh, you know, to get to be there for your your people if you don't give something worth worth of value? If you can't figure out what the ROI is, and um, and, and so anyway, I, I'm I'm loving that, but I want to circle back one one step and ask the one question that is uh, actually normal for our show. And that's all about hindsight. And so everybody knows hindsight's 2020. And if, if you could actually go back in time with the knowledge that you have now, is, is there any specific advice that you would go back and give yourself?
2: Oh my God. How long is this show? I, I have, I mean,
1: we, we can do it all the way back to
2: 1979. Like you're. I, you. am, woo, I am not even uh, sure where to begin with that. I think um, number one is Seek discomfort. I can give my wonderful au pair Finn from three years ago. He um, he just he tattooed it on his body, seek discomfort. He lived by it. I was like, God, you know, I've never heard anyone put it that way. You know, you hear about like get out of your comfort zone, but he says, seek discomfort, because obviously we know that's where the growth is. I wish that I sought out discomfort earlier on and um, now I do it, but it took a while for me to get comfortable putting myself in positions that felt uncomfortable. Um, I am an introvert through and through. I don't do awesome in a crowded room. And guess what? When you're a business owner, maybe not this year in the year of COVID, but as a business owner, sometimes you got to work a crowded room. Sometimes when you're speaking in front of a big audience, and I've had a line of people lined up to talk to me and my anxiety, I talked about having anxiety as a kid, my anxiety just started skyrocketing. And I'm like, oh my God, these people are all lining up. They wanna ask me questions, they wanna talk. And I'm like, it is very overwhelming and draining for me. So I would have pushed myself harder to get more comfortable in those situations. I also would, I made one big mistake. It's not a mistake, nothing's a mistake, we know that, but you know, if this was a case study, I would say I made one big mistake in the beginning Which was, I designed the business model around what I thought, basically what I was taught. I come from a private equity background. I know about business. You know, you you don't offer a B2C type of like the consultants couldn't possibly be the customer. How do you make money that way? No, you have to offer something enterprise, 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 enterprise. That's how you scale, that's how you make money. And my husband, who's owned a business for 25 plus years, he kept saying, but Aaron, your customer, th- these are the people that are lining up to talk to you. They're the consultants. They're the ones that need help. The professionals that wanna redefine the nine to five. I kept saying, yeah, that's great, but how am I gonna make money? I don't wanna be a coach. I don't wanna do one-on-ones and one-off little things. Well, what do you think happened? So it turned out that companies, we talk about solving problems, there wasn't at the time this is 2017 there was not a problem of gee i really need to find consultants where do i go i am at a loss oh the upside great yay that wasn't that just didn't exist it wasn't a problem and it was it, i was creating clients and i was generating business for all the consultants that worked with us but ultimately, a client consulting matching platform wasn't solving a big problem. And also for the consultants, it was creating a problem because all I was doing was feeding them clients and they just kept coming back for more and saying, great, I just finished that job for 50K. Um, what else? They say, what, you, what else do you have for me? I was like, what? I'm not an agent. I'm not like you're, you know. Your personal business. I just gave you a $50,000 project from someone like you don't work for me. You need to go build your own client list. You need to go out and they're like, I don't know how. They didn't know how to do it. So I was like, Oh, good Lord, I've got to rework this whole thing. So about a year after starting, I took two weeks off because I was throwing myself a bit of a pity party. I was like, I'm going to give myself two weeks, regroup and figure out a new business model that still leverages what I've built. But actually helps the people that really need this and that where the problem really lies and in a way that I can scale it
0: I love that so
2: whew, oh my gosh
0: all right so I uh, I need to know and I'm sure the audience needs to know how they can get involved with you because I, I know that skill right there so many people on the online space they're just transitioning to this they don't know how to do those things they don't know how to build a network some of them because they were in this employee wheel if you will um, where can they uh, you know connect with you in your your courses
2: well i appreciate that we have two offerings one is the upside accelerator for early stage consultants That is an offering. It's a program that has a start and a finish. It's a, for lack of a better description, it is a step-by-step high-level blueprint for exactly how to do this the right way the first time so that So that you can make back your corporate salary or more within just a few weeks or months of starting. You know, a lot of people, it takes them years to make back their corporate salary. I know how to do it in a matter of weeks or months. So that's what I teach people in in that accelerator program. And then we have, and that launches twice a year and then four times a year, we open up membership. It is not a rolling basis. You have to apply, it's curated. We want the right people to be in for the right reasons. That's why it works so well. And that opens up four times a year and that is our community membership program. And it's ongoing, it has no beginning or end. Most of our members stay in indefinitely.
1: Very cool. So the accelerated program right now one must join a waitlist, and uh, when when is it reopening? Is it is it early twenty one? Is it is it February early or is it April early? What's the what's the it's countdown?
2: April early. You will hear about it mid April.
1: Mid April. All right. So for anybody that's on there, do they get is it direct one on one like live coaching? Is it just all recorded videos? Like what's the program there? Because early stage. Um, early stage consultants, I think with the COVID challenges that people have faced, the, the number of people that are in that category, I'm, and I 100% believe is probably tripled or quadrupled based on what it was a year ago. So what's, uh, what's that kind of whole process for
2: it? Well, I'd say it's quadrupled. Um, my business quadrupled last year. So I'm gonna go with quadrupled. Um, it's a it's a it's crazy. You know, people are basically saying it's now or never. This is if I'm I'm never go, if I don't take the chance now, I'll never do it. And so people are less risk averse now because they've been forced to be. Um, as far as what the program entails, it's. Recorded lessons. It is a community. So it's a separate community than the main upside. It's its own community of people that we put together. It is tons of worksheets and guides. It's me live once a week doing group coaching with everybody. Um, And I'm also in the community answering questions. It's very supportive. My goal ultimately is for every single person in there to succeed. I'd rather have fewer people who all 100% make back their corporate salary or more than just to have this high volume business where I just crank out you know, recordings. It's very high touch and very high quality.
0: No, I, I, I love that. And this might be a takeaway because we always do two takeaways in every show, but I love how you guard not only the people that you want to work for, but you're guarding the community. Right? You're making sure the right type of people you're bringing in to the community because that way the culture stays how you're trying to make it, which is an impactful culture. So I wanted to commend you for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, All right. So you have those two things happening next or this year, and the next one's opening in April. So that's exciting. Uh, We'll put some links in the show notes below. Let's see. Gosh.
2: You know, Ron, I also have to tell you, and I would love for you to add it in the show notes because I want to provide as much value for people as possible. Some people think I'm crazy to be doing this. I give away so much free advice as much as I possibly can and tactical, practical advice for free, like tons of it. So There. If you go to our website, which I think Corey has been looking at, um, I think I can tell just based on some of the things you've been saying, you're like reading things right off my website. Um, (laughs) On the homepage, we even have it in the menu. We give a couple of free downloads. We're about to add a third download all about pricing. So we have pricing guides, a business development guide. We have a guide that helps you write your bio so that on LinkedIn, your about section attracts your actual clients. It attracts your target audience and it highlights your experience in a way where you're not rattling off all the tasks that you've done. Instead, you're speaking to what you do, for whom, and backing it up with all the value that you've created over the course of your career. And all of that is free on our website.
1: All right. So Aaron, I think, you know, when we hang up here from this Zoom call uh, you'll probably see my email come across because I definitely uh, love what you're saying here. Uh, so one final question from me for you, and that is if you were to give somebody that is just starting out, what's that like, what's that first step? What's the first thing they, they need to do? Uh, because they, they know they have a gift that they need to share with the world, but they have no idea how to share it. If they know that they want to, leave that nine to five and they are finally forced to make a choice of now or never. What's that, what's that first step you, you share with them?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, um, you said something that is not correct Um, Uh and I'm going to call you out on it. The problem is they don't know they have a gift to share with the world. Mm -hmm. They come out of corporate, not understanding their value. They don't understand it. And I always like to say, no one is you and that is your superpower you are not replaceable no one is you and the first step is believing in yourself and having the confidence to say i'm gonna put both feet not one foot in one foot out both feet in this i'm going to make space for clients high paying clients to come in meaning i'm not going to take cheap clients i'm not going to lower my prices I'm going to only make space for the high ticket clients to come in and I'm putting both feet in. I see so many people straddle both worlds. Oh, I just, well, I took on this thing because I just needed something. And no, you have to be, seek discomfort. You have to be uncomfortable with the vacuum, but the universe doesn't like a vacuum. The universe will fill that space and invest in yourself, invest in your confidence. That's really the, it's not the first step but it's sort of the pre-launch runway as you will that will get you to the first step which is quite simply defining your offering. There is no point in talking to potential clients if you're not sure exactly what you offer and for whom. So defining your niche, defining what that offering is going to be in a very succinct less than 10 words way, that is the first step.
0: Speaking to my heart cuz exactly mic yeah. drops. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, this is what we kind of got geeked out on earlier before we started the show was understanding your value and your worth when you quote pitch whatever you want to do to your client. Because at the end of the day, only, you know, your value, but if you don't value it correctly, you're going to end up in a bad spot and you're going to worst case scenario quit because you're not going to be making what you need to make to make that impact. And that's what a lot of people, a couple of our clients don't understand where it's like, look, we know who you want to work with, but if they can't pay you, like There's ways to help them, but you got to find the people that can pay what you're worth or you're never going to impact the people you're trying to impact. Like you got to understand that and you have to push towards that. So I love everything you're saying. We are super uh, excited that you were able to come on the show today. And we are pleased that you took the time to say hi.
2: Thank you. Well, I'm pleased that you took the time to interview me. I I really appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me on as, as your guest. You guys are awesome interviewers.
1: No, thank oh, thanks, Aaron. It's definitely a pleasure. And I look forward to building this relationship with you, getting to know you more, uh, building and adding that ROI for both of us, uh, making sure it's a two-way street for sure. Uh, so again, thank you so much for joining us today, Aaron.
2: Thank you. Really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Aaron. Okay. Okay. So we have to do two takeaways. You can hang out or you can go back, but we always do two takeaways at the end of our shows. And then uh, uh, if you could put your email address in there, we'll give you a whole bunch of shareables and feel free to use. Uh, we give a ton of things out there um, after the show comes out and uh, there you go.
2: Okay, I'm giving you my, my email address. Um, yeah, I give away like a lot of things for free. Um, That's awesome. Because at the end of the day, I don't really care, to be honest. Well, um.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like the story I didn't, the second part of the story I didn't share was um, I told the lady that was complaining that I pitched that such a high offer. I said, look, if they take it great, if they don't great, I really don't care because that's what the offer is worth and it's a good deal. And she goes, well, they're going to shop you around. I go, go shop, please go shop because they're going to come back and they're going to jump at it. Cause I know what I'm praised to that. And I know what they're going to go get quoted from anybody else and they'll be back. And, and it didn't, again, we didn't start there. We had to learn that. We had to learn that. And that was difficult, but okay, cool. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Anything else I can help you with today? Any, oh, other, geez. any other, I mean, you got me here, so.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just love your philosophy on things. Corey's right. You're going to probably be uh, seeing more of us uh, stalking you. On-
2: <laughs> I would love that. I, I love stalkers and um, uh, nothing, nothing makes me happier. So um. You know, listen, as long as I get to stay behind this screen and I don't have to go to any, you know, something with a bunch of people in a room, I am like cool as a cucumber. You can just, you know, extract whatever value you want from me.
0: How did you get involved with PodMax if you don't have a podcast?
2: Carrie and I, not Carrie, Josh, Carrie and I um, got connected through a woman that I don't even know. So it's very strange. She had Uh heard me speak or she had heard me you know, oh, I know what it was. I wrote an article about all my failures, huh. which is easy to write once you're successful. But I wrote an article about all my failures, and um, it got a lot of traction. That article, a lot of traction. And one woman who read it, she was like, "I loved this article. Can I introduce you? You you would be a great guest on." Josh Carey's podcast. I was like, great, you know, I don't know you, I don't know him, but whatever. Okay, I'm I'm open. And so I went on Josh's show, and we talked forever. Like, and he was like, oh shoot, I haven't even hit record yet, and um, now we have to like actually record the podcast. Now that we're napping for an hour and a half. So, um, and that's how I met Josh. And then I asked Josh to speak to the Upside members about how to get on podcasts, how to maximize that opportunity, um, what to do, what not to do when you're being interviewed. And um, from there, he said, I think there's something we can do together between PodMax and The Upside. I said, great. I don't promote anything to my members unless I've experienced it first um, because I don't want anyone coming back and saying, that was junk and why did you tell us to do this thing? So he said, all right, well, come on in. Here you go. Again,
0: goes back to protecting your community,
2: right? Correct. Affiliate. I've had people, you know, they're like, they want me to be affiliates of theirs. I'm like, I'm not selling something to my members unless it's something I've done myself and yeah. that I absolutely love. I don't need to make money off of that stuff. I don't need it. So, and same with with even with Josh, I'm like, you don't have to give me a code where I I don't even need an affiliate link. I don't want to make money off of it. I want to promote it to my members, I'd rather them get the discount than me pocket the, the, the Delta. And I, I, I the value is in providing something to them that they never would have heard of before that came from me and that gave them tons of ROI. Cool. That brings value and that, that's why no one leaves the upside.
0: Yeah.
2: It. It's, that's why we have huge, like major retention. And yeah, so that's why I'm here.
1: Right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode and, you know, talk about somebody that is all about helping her community and from the moment it's it, like, she can sell a person and let them go through her programs and then be on their own. But no, no, no. Aaron is all about protecting them. The moment they buy, it's not, it's not a one and done thing. Like the moment they buy, until that relationship is not there. Like she is all about protecting it. I love that, Ron. Uh, but what do you got for us? We got a couple of takeaways, I am
0: sure. I got so many. So one, this is this is advice that I've gotten forever that I hated. Like I hated, didn't like it, be comfortable, being uncomfortable. Right. I had no idea what that meant. Right. And I didn't like failing. So both of those things don't coincide. Because unless you fail, you don't learn. I still don't like failing, but I accept it as something I have to do, right? Um, The other one, gosh, know your value. Like guys, like she's 100% right. When you come out of corporate America or you're like, this is gonna sound awful, but you're put in uh, like a peg and that's the peg you are supposed to be in for them, for them, not for you, for them and they don't necessarily want you to grow or whatever so understand your value is your value and you have to be the person that says this is my value and protect it
1: yeah nobody else is going to protect it if you're not protecting it for yourself and and yeah i mean again just she was real right like she called me out the way I asked that question, right? Like I'm, that's awesome. Like, let's be real with it. And somebody, you know, I believe if somebody that wants to start a business, whether they have the belief that they can do it or not, I still believe they, they know they, what they want to do, right? Like they, even though they're in that, that peg uh, for where they're at at the moment, like they still have an idea of what they want to do. So, uh, but they won't get there tell they believe in themselves. So that's all we got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, if you haven't done so already, why not? But you better run and go subscribe, rate, download, review, and let us know what your thoughts on the show. We want to read every single review, comment, or feedback because we are here for you. We want to get better and we can't get better if we don't know what you need from us. So thank you so much and we'll talk to you
0: again soon. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.